Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Thursday, October 11. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And so let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, it is just good to be able to lift up your name. Good to know that you are with us. Good to know that you've called us. Good to know that you actually are the one who brings us together as community wherever we are, whether we're traveling in our car or on our bike, uh, whether we're on a bus, whether we're going to work or school. We ask God that you transform today, make today a unique day for us. As we go through this text one more time in in a new translation, uh, we ask God for fresh insight and fresh blessings. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Okay, we get to go to a new translation today, the New International Version. I am reading the whole of Romans chapter 11, that's verses 1 through 36, subtitled The Remnant of Israel. I ask then, did God reject his people? By no means. I'm an Israelite myself, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God did not reject his people, whom he foreknew. Don't you know what scripture says in the passage about Elijah, how he appealed to God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I'm the only one left, and they are trying to kill me. And what was God's answer to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. And if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace. What then? What the people of Israel sought so earnestly, they did not obtain. The elect among them did, but the others were hardened, as it is written. God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that could not see and ears that could not hear, to this very day. And David says, May their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a retribution for them. May their eyes be hardened so they cannot see, and their backs be bent forever. Ingrafted branches. Again I ask, did they stumble so as to fall beyond recovery? Not at all. Rather, because of their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel envious. But if their transgression means riches for the world, and their loss means riches for the Gentiles, how much greater riches will their full inclusion bring? I am talking to you, Gentiles. Inasmuch as I am the apostle to the Gentiles, I take pride in my ministry, and the hope that I may somehow rouse my own people to envy and save some of them. For if their rejection brought reconciliation to the world— What will their acceptance be but life from the dead? If the part of the dough offered as first fruits is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. If some of the branches have been broken off, and you, though a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root, do not consider yourself to be superior to those other branches. If you do, consider this. You do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. Granted, but they were broken off because of unbelief, and you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but tremble. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of God, sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And if they do not persist in unbelief, they will be grafted in, 
for God is able to graft them in again. After all, if you were cut out of an olive tree that is wild by nature, and contrary to nature were grafted into a cultivated olive tree, how much more readily will these, the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? All Israel will be saved. I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you may not be conceited. Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of the Gentiles has come, come in, and in this way all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the Deliverer will come from Zion, he will turn godlessness away from Jacob, and this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. As far as the gospel is concerned, they are enemies for your sake, but as far as election is concerned, they are loved on account of the patriarchs, for God's gift and his call are irrevocable. Just as you who are at one time disobedient to God have now received mercy as a result of their disobedience, so they too have now become disobedient in order that they too may now receive mercy as a result of God's mercy to you. For God has bound everyone over to disobedience so that he may have mercy on them all. Subtitle Doxology Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out! Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Amen. I like the little heading there, the doxology. That was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So our question for today, for Thursday, is this. Are any of us immune to self-righteousness? And if you're honest, if you're honest, what people are the targets of your own version of holier than thou? Oh, this one is easy for me this week because um, it is people who issue death threats. Oh, God. This has, been, this has been so fascinating to me. I mean, I've, I've thought about this on and off and... I do research. I would love to do research on kind of what the motivation, you know, I'm assuming that people who, uh-huh. and, you know, in case you don't know, anytime anything controversial happens in America, people will start making death threats yes, against yes, people have to move out of their houses uh-huh. because they are getting death threats. And I've just always wondered mm-hmm. what, what is that? Like I get very angry about things. I don't have not yet had reason to pick up the phone and call <sighs> A person, their place of employment, etc., and issue a death threat. Like, how how does that even go? And yeah. what's the thinking that motivates that? I, my problem is that I think I would love to do. I'd like to take a sample uh-huh. of people who make death threats. Who make? The, oh, yes, you, you and talk I want to, to study them. I want to understand what they're. Why are they doing this? What are they oh. thinking? It's going to accomplish. Here's the problem. Yeah, Can really? you get anyone to admit to making death threats? Well, I was gonna. You can't. I don't think I that's couldn't the problem, find actually. a sample. I think the problem really is: is do you want to be in the environment? Do you want to be speaking Wait, to here, those? Yes, because here's my thing. Yeah, I would assume that they're perfectly normal people. Uh-uh. I would assume that people. People on my street, in my town, people I pass all the time are among people who make death threats uh-huh. because it appears to be a fairly common, common thing. Hmm. So it has to be something that's happening. People you know, that we know must make death threats I against other people. I think think of a different uh, research area. Well, I'm just, yeah. I'm fascinated by this. It's a phenomenon. It's kind of like road rage. You know, that's another one that I think, you know, people get so angry that they, yeah. in some cases, will pull over and beat up another driver, try to run them off the road. They'll yeah. actually put themselves at risk in order to make a point to somebody else. I fl- you know, I, flipping yeah. people off, screaming in the car. I was listening to the radio the other day, and they said uh-huh. something about the average driver 
and the amount of times that they'll swear in traffic. It was some uh-huh. something like every three seconds or it was something ridiculous Already, where I thought... Which, which country? Why would you be... It was the United States. Really? And which uh, yeah, of which America? City? I don't. Um, yeah, I, I need to get to the details. Mm. I, I think it was focused here in Denver, which mm. I mean, I believe it. I don't know. If, like, I if, if, they, the if they have enough, drive. if they have enough weed, I'm, I'm just like well, I evidently, don't know. there's not enough in the whole world. Anyway, who are you? Who do you target with? Well, holier than I, I, I mean, so, yes, I, I think... feel like I am quite a bit better than people who make death threats against other people. I'm going to. I actually think. I think that's it's actually a valid. Kind of, I think it's kind of scary though think. the idea of actually getting a whole group of people who make death threats together or talking to them because I didn't say that you, I would get them together. In or a even room. if you just talk to them because what if they don't like what you say? Then they're like, oh, they'll turn They'd to you. They'd make a death threat against me. Yeah. But here's the thing: people who make death threats almost never carry them out. That's the other fascinating thing. You know, people who kill oh people goodness. don't usually make a, a threat; they just do it. But people who call, well, I'm going to kill you, they don't. Yeah. So what you are see, they doing? You see, and That's if you, what's if so you interesting said that, about if you it. said that to them, that would just like be like waving them. a red oh, flag. Yeah, I know. And then it they're might. like, well, I'll prove to you. Well, that would be interesting. I guess I'd find yeah. out in my dying moments. In your dying moments, you're like, I'm not sure. I would have understood something about the universe, which is really all I've ever wanted. So that'd be okay. I think we As all a have, way to go. I think we all have people who are targets of our own of our own version of how you think. Yeah, about. so who's I mean, yours? All the, all who do the time. you think? Uh, I fly a lot, and um, I'm just seeing. I see. Oh, I feel like you rage. don't like people who who are slow, like going through security. That feels like you, <laughs> like people who don't know that they're supposed to take okay, off their so shoes. I kid you not. I kid you not. People who forget to take through, their laptop out. I, <laughs> so I go, I go through Clear Me uh, in Denver, and uh, and that is it like, called Clear Me or is it just Clear? Uh, I don't know. Maybe okay. it's called Clear. I don't feel like there's the word me in it. Maybe but anyway, it's not. okay. I like it to be about me. Clear and me. so I went through Clear, and uh, and uh, and so that's uh, like a pre line before the TSA pre that just yes, accelerates it. I know. Anyway, so there's one. nothing like excel to be in two lines to accelerate things. That just oh, makes me fantastic. laugh. How many lines can I stand in? So this is what happens. I go through there and I end up going, so it bypasses everything. I get to the TSA pre, it bypasses that. I get to the line and this woman on this other on this other line, she she comes in and she feels that I shouldn't have done that, right? That I, I shouldn't be ahead of her. So she's ticked off and then... She <laughs> and why were you ahead of her? Well, because I, I've gone through the clear line. Right. Oh, and she doesn't think that you should be allowed to go through I don't through think clear. she likes anybody going through the clear line or she something like that. She sounds like somebody I would like. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So then she, she says, she starts to speak very loudly. Uh, she's like, well, I guess you can go ahead, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, if, if, I mean, if you're in a hurry, you can go ahead. That'll be fine with me. I mean, just why don't you go ahead then? And I mean, um, are you talking to me? <laughs> it was a really funny moment. What did uh, you... Turn around and address her. I had my headphones on. I, well, I kind of, I heard, you... I heard her, and so she was intentionally trying to really like engage me in this, and so I eventually, yeah, I eventually turned around to her to try and uh, and speak a little bit to her, but she was clearly she did not want to really get into a conversation. I would have said, she just "Why don't you go ahead of me?" Because I, I don't I was, care. I was like, "This is just one person." I was like, "You can go ahead if you really wanted to." But okay, so another type of person we feel judgmental toward is people who are passive aggressive. Oh yeah. Yes, that's what you're describing. Yeah, that's true. That is passive aggressive. That is true behavior. She could have tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Hey, hey. how did you do that?" Exactly, um, or or ignore it. Kind of pick a lane. Yeah. Either. 
I don't think we are immune down. to self-righteousness. I think that's Clearly, true. you and I are not. <laughs> no, no. And I think that's a problem. And, 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 and sometimes it's actually, it's kind of great, but uh, it's something that we work through. Well, I think that the, what the thing is with self-righteousness, we all have, you know, like we said, we have blind spots. Yeah. And we all have areas of things that we think are really important. You know, if you're a very tidy person, for instance, then you can be yeah. judgmental against people who are messy. Yeah. But... You know, it just depends on what you think is important. And we all have different and areas think, of emphasis and things that are our strengths. And I think that's actually a problem so, for everybody's messy. So uh, just to end on that point, um, the the issue really, though, that Paul, I think, is trying to pull out of this text and what Dom was trying to allude as well inside this text here is that Paul's saying that people have moved others aside thinking that they're not worthy to be saved. And Paul's saying, God says, I bring everybody home. Uh, and so let's not do that uh, when it comes to salvation. Are any of us immune to self-righteousness? If you're honest, what people are, targets your own version of holier than thou. Think about that when you talk to your friends and colleagues at work, at school, and your family as well. Look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.